Ooh, on. Let's do this right. Ralph, you know me and you gonna fight for this one, right? Right, can we get the people what they want for once? Okay, let's start that over, okay? My teeth! My teeth! Wait, is this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My teeth! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna repeat, but they are gonna play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are gonna be in the Super Bowl. I don't get much hot take in that. My teeth! Take that, take that, take that. My teeth! Brooklyn's down, baby! Brooklyn's down! My teeth! Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, the one and only Talent T Triple Threat. Say my name three times, Taylor. Woo! It is March 1st, believe it or not. Like, I don't even know what it's all for you guys. It's been a while since we spoke. It's been a while since, since, like, since the last time we spoke. Then, you know what? This is gonna be this is gonna be a fast show for you guys today, right? Like since the last time since the last time we spoke, like it, it seems like the whole entire world has changed. Like Trump is still president, unfortunately, or depending on how you look at it. Fortunately, if you talk about how I feel about it, unfortunately, you know Trump is still his president, so that hasn't changed. But we have officially transitioned from. Black History Month to what is now Women's History Month. Revis has gone from being released from jail to being released from the Jets. The NBA trade line, trade deadline is passed, and we are in free agency. And there's been some moves. There's been some moves. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time, regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. Back at it like a sports fanatic. We're here today. South Florida. It's beautiful outside. Freaking beautiful. 78 degrees. You gotta love it. And we start off we start off with a place today in football world. Early enough in football world because there's no football going on right now. But football has done what football does. That they and and like all of the sports, I shouldn't say all of the sports. Football has found a way to do it. Basketball has found a way to do it. I don't think baseball has quite found that found it yet, and neither has hockey. But basketball and football has definitely found a way for you to make sure that you talk about them twenty four seven. In the off season, during the season, doesn't matter. Preseason, postseason, you have a reason to talk basketball or football. And today is no different than any other day, right? Because What's going on now is that we have the draft that's coming up right around the corner. So, in preparation for the draft, we have not an NFL combine. But before all of that even takes place, you have teams that are starting to release and sign players to either lengthy contracts to, or... If you're lucky like Kirk Cousins, then you get another franchise tag as he sticks with Washington. Or... If you're Darrell Revis in the Jets, like I said, you've been released. But not only was that, that not only has Darrell Revis been released, but so has Nick Mangold. And it's it's a it's a odd day in, in Jet Nation for that release because what happens there is that. We have a love, as us as, as Jets, we have a love for Darrell Rivas, for what he did during the Rex Ryan time, during the Mark Sanchez era. And all of the love that we have for Darrell Rivas comes from his on-field production during the Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez era. And that's it. And it gave us all kinds of notoriety because 
Nobody really saw the Jets coming at that point in time, but we had this young kid, um, Darrell Revis out of Pittsburgh. You know, his his uncle had played was was a professional baller. I'm not quite sure if it was football or basketball, but I remember his uncle being a professional baller. Darrell Revis came out of college. You know, not only being a stud, um, a stud football player, but also being a stud basketball player. And his whole entire career, he has found every opportunity to maximize his money. Always betting on himself. Always always making sure that he's getting the next guaranteed dollar if you're going to keep calling him what you're calling him. Which was the best cornerback in the game. A shutdown corner. He was following you anywhere. Re this island. He shut down anybody you can think of. We're talking about Megatron. We're talking about Larry Fitzgerald in his prime. We're talking about... I mean, I, I, um, we're talking about Ocho Cinco at the time. We, you name them, he put them on lock. So, when the Jets wouldn't match his offer, and he went to the New England Patriots, we knew full heartedly that he was going to get a ring there, because it's Revis, right? Revis has just been looking for a quarterback his whole time. Revis was basically, the, in a sense, a poor man's modern-day Deion Sanders. Because what he basically ended up doing was tipping the scale to help a team win a Super Bowl. Which is what Deion Sanders did in his heyday. When he was shuffling, shuffling, shuffling all over the place. So, when we saw the road, so I, I, and I keep mentioning this. When we saw Darrell Rivas come back to New York and he said, I'm willing to take a five-year contract, it raised an eyebrow to me. Because this is a guy that has never signed more than a two-year deal. Hasn't been willing to take it because he doesn't want to tie up himself for that law and not maximize his dollars. Now, all of a sudden, he wants a lengthy contract? Hmm. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, right? Well, that's definitely one of them. And... In, in in mighty fashion, like so. Let's 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 get this let's get this out here for you guys, right? So, as we have that notice before any kind of breaking news, what we have in the background today is is ESPN's own Cleveland versus Boston in the Garden in the Garden. How 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 would they say it in Boston? In Boston, in the Garden, Garden. Cavaliers are up thirty-two to twenty-six. And we're going to talk about this new look Cavs later on in the show. So, because of what Darrell Revis has done and, and his production, and like I said, and it raises his eyebrow, it made me wonder why would you want to take this this kind of deal when you've said, when you've always done something for longevity. But he said he wants to be a Jet, took it because he wanted to be that guy as a Jet. He wanted to be remembered and treated and loved and revered as a Jet. Okay. So now he gets that. And now he's released today. And it brings up the question, who are the top five best Jets of all time, most beloved Jets of all time? However you want to run it. It's, it brings up that. And it made me really wonder, where do I put Darrell Revis when I think of all-time Jets players that I absolutely love? Right? And while the Raul Revis may be the most that I was able to while in in the moment brag about, be more me be most braggadocious about because he was also helping us win, because he helped us go to two AFC championships. There's still one guy I put ahead of him. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a wholeheartedly go from one to five. Because I think f my number five is more shocking than who my top four is. Or even my top three. So, Darrell Reeves doesn't get denied at number one for me, right? Because while I was, I've been able, I was able to brag about him live, he hasn't gotten my franchise the one thing that you want your franchise associated with. And that is winning an NFL championship. 
Well, not only did the Jets and this guy win an NFL championship, but he called it like Babe Ruth, and he was one of the most flashiest guys in history. Basically, if you want to picture Joe Namath, just think of a, of a honest, living, walking, breathing, talking, wrestling, football, I'm sorry, football playing Ric Flair. That was Joe Namath. Woo! Broadway Joe. My number one. Who hardly my number one? <clears throat> my number two is obviously the guy that we've been talking about so far. Darrell Rivas. And that's because, yes, he wholeheartedly allowed me to brag about the Jets. He gave me something special to hold on to because for once, in, in, in a very few of you, we had what's considered the very best cornerback in the league. I don't care about what Richard Sherman thought he was at the time. I don't care what Charles Woodson thought he was at the time. I don't care what what uh, Patrick Peterson thought he was at the time. It was wholeheartedly Darrell Rivas sitting at the top of that mountain. Nobody was doing what he was doing. Nobody. Because nobody was falling all over the field. Nobody was, 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 was holding guys like Megatron that was averaging over 100 yards a game and two touchdowns to basically three touches and 58 yards. Nobody. Interceptions on his back, on his leg. Catching it like his name was David Tyree. So Darrell Reeves gets my number two nod. And as much and just like I like the fact that I'm able to brag about Darrell Reeves being, being the top, the next person he is one he's gonna go down as one of the best. Top ten, top five, top three, whatever. Running backs of all time. And for me, it's more than anything, it's for what he gave the Jets. More than anything. And that was his all. Curtis Martin. Nobody that I can think of gave more as a Jet than that guy did. And yet my four and my five may still shock you. That I have these guys rated this high. Believe it or not, they're two quarterbacks. Yes, in an era when Jets didn't have never had any much, didn't ha haven't had much sustainability in that particular position. I have two quarterbacks in my fourth and fifth pick. Surprisingly, is that three quarterbacks dominated this list? I w I wanted to put Keyshawn Johnson in here. Just because he was a great athlete, but he didn't he didn't mean much to me. But Chad Pennington did. And Chad Pennington was a good quarterback that kept the Jets relevant for a lot of years. And even though he couldn't go over the top of any defensive, you must remember Chad Pennington is gonna go down as one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. So, I'm not picking random people here or, or a bunch of scrubs here. Like, we're talking about Joe Namath. Called the Super Bowl. Brought the only championship to the Jets. But let's not forget. Let's not forget. Brought a whole entire league with him. When he won that Super Bowl. Because it validated the other league. I'm doing ear quotes here was good enough to play with the NFL. The AFL. When I say the other league, just so you guys know. I said Darrell Revis, one of the best cornerbacks of all time. Curtis Morton gonna go down as like I said, one of the top currently right now, top I think definitely like top five in yards, if I'm not mistaken. Right now as we talk. But we'll go down as one of the top ten all-time running backs, receiving yards, rushing yards, did it all, workhorse, 
And like I said, Terry Pettis, they're one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. The last guy is very much a heart pick. This last guy. And we're going to touch on him when we come back from this commercial break. And not only that, I want to. There's a team that has gone 16 and 3 in the NBA since the middle of January. We're going to talk about them too and more when we return on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Started as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Message Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 to ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, Talented Taylor. Welcome back. If you're still listening, you're still listening. Thank you because you're listening live on the Mixalot app, or you could be listening next day if you, you know, on TuneIn Radio or SoundCloud or have you listen. I do thank you. It's much appreciated. And I know you're probably wondering, you know, my, my very faithful audience, the, the plenty that you guys are. <laughs> I probably wonder why the podcast started late early today. You know what I mean, but. It's one of the few times like, I actually happen to be coming from Miami uh, today to come to the Mighty Sports Studio, and traffic today was just a little, just a little off. Couldn't actually get in here on time. When I'm normally here hours ahead of time, I had something going down in Miami real quick. Let's let's just be honest. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm, I've been I've been doing promos for and and and, and guest appearances for Multivest Video Games. The guys that you always hear me talking about, actually, the guys you just heard me talking about in the last commercial. It's it's it's, it's usually it's just been Venom. I've been doing a lot of a lot of spots for them lately, so I've been spending a lot of time in that area around around the stadium. There's a nice place down there called Stadium Burger or Stadium Diner. That place is good. Has a nice burger. If you down if you ever down here in Miami, Florida, you should come down here and try it. It's really really good. But I digress. So, as we talked about so far, my top four, my last, my last person when it comes to the Jets, right? Because I remember we were talking about my top five Jets of all time, right? And top five athletes, top five producers, however you want to look, call, or describe it. Number one, I had Joe Namath, the great Joe Namath, that brought the AFL with him when he called the super, when he called the Super Bowl win, as if he was walking off like Babe Ruth. To win the third Super Bowl, and the, to win the third Super Bowl, and the only, the third Super Bowl and the only championship that the Jets have in history. As a great Joe Namath, who wasn't that much of a of a quarterback, but did his job, won games. Darrell Revis, one because one of the best cornerbacks of all time. Curtis Martin, that's gonna go. That is is currently listed as one of the top five, not top ten, not top three, <laughs> producing. Running backs of all time, 
And then we have Chad Pennington, who's one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. So then you wonder, when I have all of these of all time, of all time, of all time, of all time, who can I possibly have in my top five? Then I said it's going to throw you for the proverbial loop that I said it's going to throw you for. And folks, that is Vinny Testaverde. You could gasp, you can wonder, I'm trying to figure out. Like, if I get high, no. Or if I am right now. But really what it is, is that, for, as I told you that, there's not a lot of consistent quarterback play that the Jets have. But there's one thing I do remember, and it was probably for a good decade. And that was that Vinny Testaverde always managed to come back from whatever he was doing. He'll be on the couch, he could be playing for another team, he could be he could be an analyst, he could be kayaking someone, he'd be climbing the Himalayas. The Jets will have an injury, and Vinny Testaverde will be there to start that very next game for us. Didn't even have to be on the roster. Vinny Testaverde was our <laughs> always penciled in backup quarterback. And we didn't even have to put on the roster. We just had to wait for our guys to get injured or something to happen. Because Chad Pennington always had that shoulder injury. Because he was always trying to overthrow balls for more than he had to. And at the end of the day, end of the day, he was just there for us. And that can't be overlooked. I have Tenny Testaverde, so there you go, my top five. Joe named is Darrell Revis and number two. Curtis Moore, number three. Chad Pennington, number four. And Vinny Testaverde, number five. Right? And with that said, right? As I told you that the, that the Jets have done their releases and, and, the, and everybody has done their releases and, and people are signing players to whatever sort of contracts that they that they feel that they deem necessary right now and 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 the nfl combine is here right and like i said the draft is around the corner and all three new york teams are having quarterback talk all three while the dolphins are making what seems to be smart move what am i talking about I'm talking about sim simply this i'll simply what i told you the jets right now have Ryan Fitzpatrick as a quarterback, right? So, automatically right there, let's say there's a deed. But the thing that's, 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 that's throwing me off to the loop is that for what we've, what most people have said, what I've said, which is, which is, which is pretty much the truth. Outside of Eli Manning's two Super Bowl run years, there's nothing spectacular about an Eli Manning season that you can remember, ever. Like, he is really one of the most unmemorable memorable quarterbacks of all time. And he has two Super Bowl ranks. And they are wondering in New York right now. And I don't know if they're going on in New York. And when I say they're wondering in New York, I'm not, I'm not saying the team. But the buzz in New York is that... They are wondering if they should go start prepping for Eli Manning's fall off, for his inevitable decline. That if you should get rid of him now, if you're able to get back serviceable assets. And one of those serviceable assets that are kind of out there being talked about, bear with me a second, we're going to do a quick mic adjustment. All right, we're going to bring this over to me a little so I can just lounge a little bit more for you guys. So, we want, so, that also brings up serviceable asset number one, who also happens to be in New York, just under a different title, as a Buffalo. Where they're still kind of unsure what to do with Tyrod Taylor. And I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If I am the Giants. And Tyrod Taylor is available. 
I just may go out and get Tyrod Taylor. You pair, you, you pair up Tyrod Taylor with Odell Beckham Jr. Basically, everything that Buffalo was imagining that Tyrod Taylor was going to be with Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy, he'll be that and more with Odell Beckham Jr. And they will be the dynamic New York football giants. If that happens. But that won't happen. Because the Giants are not going to get rid of exactly the person that I told you he was. The reliable two-time Super Bowl winning Eli Manning. And when I say reliable, I'm not talking about consistent. As in he always has a very good consistent season. It's just that he doesn't miss games. So he's very reliable. You know what they always say, the best ability is availability, and he makes sure he is available. So, Tyrod Taylor. Ty Buffalo Bills quarterback Tyrod Taylor is a very interesting commodity to me. If I'm the Jets, I would want to get him. But for some odd reason, I hear the Jets are going after Tampa Bay's quarterback. I, I didn't get his name, but some guy from camp from Tampa Bay that they may be getting him. So we'll see. As the Jets now are gonna have three, maybe four quarterbacks on their roster that they have no clue what the hell they do. Pettit, Hackenberg. Now they're gonna bring in this guy from Tampa Bay, and if he's still on the roster, Geno Smith. Yeah, that guy still plays ball. In case you were wondering. But in all of this, the Miami Dolphins are actually making smart moves. They have a stud running back in, in, in Ajayi. They have Wake and Sue. If I'm not mistaken, they have Landry as a wide receiver. Who's a stud? And then they go out and they pick up Super Bowl tight end Julius Thomas. Who is definitely much so a big, a nice big target that knows and likes to receive that ball. What I'm surprised about though, with the status of Grunk, why didn't the Patriots go after him? They call they holding on to Bennett that that much, or, or, or finding Bennett that that reserved as a player that they can say, hey, we can go forward with Bennett while holding on to Grunk and not have to even look at Julius Thomas. It makes me wonder how Julius Thomas is gonna come to Miami. Listen, he was in Florida already, not producing. Now he comes down to South Florida. And it's not, South Florida is not an easy place for you to be productive at. If you're not focused. Now we all know that he was Peyton Manning's boy. But we also know that Peyton Manning is a stickler for detail. And that he gathers his receivers, tight ends, wide receivers, doesn't matter. He, he gathers his receivers in and he puts in a ton of personal practice with him to get down timing. Because it's not something that you can get in practice. I mean, it also means giving up a lot of your spare time. There's a lot to do in your spare time down here in South Florida. And Julius Thomas, for some odd reason, doesn't seem like the guy that doesn't not that does not like to have fun. Not saying anything bad about him. Just saying he doesn't look like the guy that will enjoy himself if he's here. And that may be his only problem. We're gonna go to a commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some more. We're gonna talk some more sports. We're gonna get into the NBA. As I told you before, this other team that we have to talk about. This team out here is going sixteen and three since January nineteenth, to be specific. Specific. We're gonna talk about them when we get back. Finally, on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Putting up for a vacation is way easier said than done. 
If you've ever been through the pain of trying to put money aside every month to reach your goal, you'll know what we're talking about. It's time to get help from someone who can turn your goals into reality, once and for all. Introducing VayPay, your new friend and ally who'll do all the dirty work for you. VayPay will use your active checking account to automatically round up your everyday transactions to the nearest dollar, transferring the spare change into a secure VayPay savings account. Our idea comes from the old method of putting away spare change into a piggy bank. One, create your VayPay account and choose a unique username and password. Two, register your active checking account. And three, continue to use your debit card as usual and let us take care of the rest. Get in touch with VayPay today to find out more. Save up for any vacation or special event, one penny at a time. VayPay, now available on App Store. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you if you still listen. I'm still your host, Alan T. Taylor, the one and only. So, we last, we went to the break, right? I told you about, there's a team out there that's definitely gone 16-3 and three, you know, since January 19th. And this team, I don't know if I want to talk about them yet. This team isn't one of my favorite teams to talk about, but there's no way to, but there's no way to keep ignoring them anymore. As they very, very slowly keep creeping themselves up the ladder. And in a few more games, they will find themselves in that eighth spot. They're only one game or one spot away from it right now. A couple games behind. But only one spot back. So, when we last left off, right? As I told you, in basketball, it was right before those right was before the, the, the extravaganza of what is gonna be called the NBA All-Star Weekend. Right? And part of the reason why you wonder, like, hey, you know what, should I probably have been back a little bit sooner to talk since then? Because hey, it was the NBA All-Star Weekend, you love basketball, you're a basketball fan. This is what you do, but instead, here we are like 10 days later, and bam, finally a word. But you know what? Because of lackluster. I'm not gonna lie to you. And they also weaken lackluster. And I, and I don't wanna say in all areas, just in the parts that draw the most, the biggest crowd, I believe. Which I think for us still is kind of a slam dunk contest. I, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know if the slam dunk contest isn't what it used to be anymore to kids. Now, listen to me, to kids. But to the younger generation, I don't know the, if, if it's that anymore because they're not getting what I, re, I think I remember getting from the, from the slam dunk contest. Like, I remember bangers and, and names being there consistently every year. We're talking about Kobe, we're talking about Vince Carter, we're talking about Amari Stoudemire, we're talking about Jordan, we're talking about Sean Kemp, we're talking about Sean Kemp, we're talking about Sean Kemp, we're talking about Dominique Lucas. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're talking about Chase McGrady, but, but we're talking about bona fide stunts. Like, I mean, even Blake Griffin doing it, doing it even more recently was, 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 was something of, of a phenom, of a spectacle. But I don't, I don't know what it is anymore. And. And, and, and there's something I've, I've, I've been meaning to say, right, because it's, it's probably something that doesn't get talked about enough, right, and I saw, so I'm going to pause for a second, it's, it's, it's going to sound like I'm taking a quick jab at LeBron, but I'm not. I know, you, I know what you're thinking, oh, here we go again, but not for nothing, for, and I have to check my record to see if he's ever been a part of this, but for the dunker that LeBron James is, for the criticism that he gets, for not being in the slam dunk contest. I'm curious that for the shooter or scorer that Camilla Anthony is, how come he doesn't get as much slack for not being in a three-point contest? Or Kevin Durant for that. Like, because I do remember the, the sharpest of the sharpshooters or the scorers or whatever being in that three-point contest, the Reggie Millers, the Rip Hamiltons, the, the Mark, like even like the Mark Prices, Whoever, I remember them. I remember being there, and you know, I think even Glenn Robinson and 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 a bunch of other guys. So it makes me wonder that for a guy that's in the same draft class as LeBron James, that is revered as as a prolific scorer all around, has a sweet shot. That when you see him play an Olympic game, like he has one of the 
best, most water, um, three-point games that, that you can possibly think of, and yet nothing when it comes to that three-point contest. Definitely makes me wonder. Definitely, definitely makes me wonder. So, not to get too far sidetracked, the slam dunk contest, to me, lacked luster. And, you know, you had your, you had your names that, that you may have recognized, like Aaron Gordon, because he was in there last year, who came runner-up. You had DeAndre Jordan, that's, that, that's been known for, for banging on backboards, and I guarantee you, if this was 20 years ago, DeAndre Jordan would have, a, would have broken a couple of backboards already. We have Glenn Robinson, that is only known in name alone because of his legacy from his father. The big dog, horror, 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 Glenn Robinson. And also Derek Jones. The guy that's barely has been in the NBA, but because of what he's done on the YouTubes and what he's done in college and in high school, bam, he got the nod because he was hoping he was going to bring out something phenomenal. And what does end up happening is that the two biggest names here were gone immediately. Aaron Gordon, who couldn't complete a dunk, and DeAndre Jordan, basically the same thing. And, listen, Aaron Gordon, as they said, he was a little injured, looked a little hobbled, looked something. They said, Aaron Gordon just didn't have it. Glenn Robinson, it basically ended up being a slam dunk contest between Glenn Robinson and Derek Jones. And, for the love of me, for the God of me, like, what I, what I really want... Like, what I really, really, really want is for them to really just go back to Duncan. Like, I, I, I want them to go back to Duncan. Like, no bounces, no lobs. Like, just jump and jump over shit. Sorry. Like, that, that's what I really want to see. Like, Nate Robinson jumping over... Jumping over... Dwight Howard. Yes, I want to see that. You know what I mean? Um, Glenn Robinson or Derrick Jones jumping over those jumping over those three people. Yes, I want to see that. Blake Griffin jumping over a car. Yes, I want to see that. But these props. Like, like I, I, I love the fact that Aaron, Aaron Gordon decided to bring in a drone. But dude, you got mad hops. Show it. You can soar through the sky. Show it. As much as we like this off, that is it. We like this, all this other stuff. You know what we want to see you do? We want to see you glide. And then finish with power. Some people knew this. Vince Corner, them understood this. Jason McGrady, them understood this. Jordan Dominique, they understood this. I think what Wayne Sean, I think that always got Sean Kemp. Is that he always wanted to bounce his ball somewhere. No homo. Or pause. So. I really just want them to go back to Duncan. I just I just want to see them soar through the sky. Spin a couple of times. Jump over some shit. I don't, I don't give a fuck if it's, if it's orange freaking cones. Let's just show off your athleticism. You don't have to bounce it. See. This is why LeBron James has never really been in the same dunk contest, I think, because he, he likes to do, like, fast power dunks, and I, and I think he thinks it's going to be, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be overlooked. But I said it again, you see LeBron James do a bunch of fancy dunks, he also does a lot of fancy dunks when there's a wall right behind him, something that he can throw the ball at, he, he can get the bounce that he wants back, and then he, he catches it and, and powers through. I don't think he can rely on somebody to give him the ball at the pace and the, and with the pace and ferocity that he wants to catch with to be able to finish so he can look as spectacular as it does when he's doing it in the gym by himself or with teammates but you know what I mean not in front of millions and millions of people not like I said that I think LeBron James has a problem performing in front of millions and millions of people I'm just saying that he does it in seclusion more than out for the public consumption now Skills contest was a lot more interesting. Glenn Robinson won stand-up contest. It was, a, it was a little bit more interesting as as basically we have this big versus like big man versus small man game, and the bigs showed once again 
for a second straight year that the Bigs can handle the Rock. As Knicks forward Christoph Porzingis walked away, beating Utah's big man, Brandon Haywood. You know, you can call as much as a buzzer beat as, as, as you can for that title or for that award. As it was really neck and neck. And what it came down to is that they both shot a three that, that went in. It's just Christoph Porzingis had shot had a was was had a little bit more has a little bit more zip to it. And it just went in first. That's all it was. I think he even took his shot after Brandon Haywood. The Rising Star game, right? The Rising Star Challenge, the, the world versus whatever, the world versus US, would see Jamal Murray come away with, with play of the game. And Anthony Davis would be voted player of the game for the for the for the All Star game, the Celebrity All Star game this week this year. If I'm not mistaken, the winner of that MVP, I really almost forgot. I really have forgot it. But somebody did good work. But what was most interesting even about that is that at the end of the three point contest, they wanted to find a way to raise money, and they tried to do this promo where they had Steph Curry take his last take this half court shot and when it came down for it and all all of the marbles look look <laughs> Stephen Curry could not hit that shot and I was like wow this is more embarrassing than blowing a 3-1 bead in the finals the good thing there's a good producer out there that at the very last minute called for an order and was like hey just give the bowl to some kid and have Shaq put him at the bat and put him through the basket and then Shaq was like do you want me to put the kid through the basket? Oh, do you want me to put the ball to put the kid in and put the ball through the basket? Who told me that I don't need to put the kid through the basket? You want me to put the kid through the basket? You big ass. So, yeah. That went swimmingly. And I said Anthony Davis was voted in play the game because that's basically what happened. He's from New Orleans. New Orleans turned out, New Orleans showed out, New Orleans supported their guy. And he got play the game because it should have been a three peat by Russell Westbrook. I'm just saying. The Russell Westbrook that got snobbed from starting. It should have been a three peat from him. As 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 remember we saw Kevin Durant throw him a alley oop. And can I say this again? TNT really has to have Reggie Miller stop calling next game. I, I, it's really killing me. I can't listen to Reggie Miller's voice on, on the next game, man. It's, it's just, it's just flat out Wu Tang Clan torture. Now the three-point contest saw their champion eliminated early in Clay Thompson. As, as that was seemed to be the theme, slam dunk contest. The two names are gone. Three-point contest. The name is gone. And the three-point contest ended up ending in a sudden death shootout. Basically a whole new shootout one right between Kyrie Irving as he chased his second three-point contest championship and Eric Gordon who chased his first. Which ended in Eric Gordon winning his first three-point championship shootout. Three-point shootout contest. And just like a lot of these guys from this All-Star weekend, right? Like a lot of these guys will most likely go on to be... Hall of Famers, like, like you, you would assume, right, that most of these guys will, will, will go on, at least a decent percentage of these All-Stars, will go on to become Hall of Famers in some way, shape, or form. We'll talk about them a little bit more when we come back from this commercial break.
trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again. Well, stop worrying, stop thinking, and head to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing the lounge room, so you can store dancing and store drinking. I understand you may be an introvert. You can store drinking, you can or you can, so you can store dancing. But whatever you do, you make sure you do it with DJ Scepter. This is every single Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But listen, there's wait, wait, wait. Listen, there's wait, wait, wait. Listen, wait. There is more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Then why don't you find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's? That's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's O'Malley's on 441. That's between Coconut Creek Parkway and Royal Palm Boulevard. Oh no. Keep wondering, what about Thursdays? Well, guess what? DJ Scepter is at O'Connor's. And that is from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Listen, DJ Scepter is playing everywhere that you want to be. I'm talking birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, bachelor, bachelorette parties, Mardi Gras, Cinco de Mayo, it, uh, Fat Tuesdays. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, all you gotta do is go to bookings at djscepter.com. That's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. Leave it like Boo Kings. Yes, the last segment of the show, finally. And we are here. We are about to get this wrap-up cleaned up. And, because we're still basically talking basketball. We're, t- we're talking a lot of basketball. Because, like I said, we just basically recap the, the weekend. Or the All-Star weekend. We haven't even gotten into free agency. And, and because, like I said, All-Star weekend is, like I said, it is a funny thing. Because you do see a lot of people from that are All-Stars become Hall of Famers, and if they're lucky, if these or if these guys are lucky enough, they're going to be calling themselves Hall of Famers, and it's, it's, it's going to be fairly similar to the guys that we are seeing, like, that, that have been nominated this year. We have... Candidates for the Hall of Fame this year. Like... Seven-time All-Star, Tracy McGrady. Hold on, I'm going to put a... We're going to put a little pause on this one. So, because I, I want you to hear these names. I want you to hear the list of these names. We're talking seven-time All-Star, Tracy McGrady. My team! Five-time All-Star, Chris Webber. My team! <sighs> okay. I guess I'll give this guy his props, even though I don't, I don't know why he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Five-time All-Star, Tim Hardaway. Three-time All-Star, Kevin Johnson. My team! Four-time All-Star, Mark Price. My team! Two-time All-Star Glenn Robinson. Yeah, Glenn Robinson that we were talking about earlier today, his son in the slam dunk contest. Yes, that big dog is going into the Hall of Fame. My team! One All-Star Steve Smith. Only been there once for Steve Smith. Yes. My team! And four-time All-Star and about four-time Defensive Player of the Year. And also consistently on the all-time defensive team, big dog. The biggest dog in the all, really. Ben. Big Ben Wallace. My team! But they're not the only ones to announce a Hall of Fame class this year. As we also see WWE (laughs) announce their Hall of Fame class as they prepare themselves as well. What are they preparing for? 
Hall of Famer, or soon to be Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle. I've been inducted the Rock and Roll Express. Basically before, basically, before the Rockers were the Rockers, there was a, a tag team out there that came out rocking the music that had great charisma, had long blonde hair, and was flowing all over the place called the Rock and Roll Express. Holla, 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 my boy and yours, Teddy Long, the multi-manager GM of SmackDown. Diamond Dallas Page. Bang! DDP himself. The Clamazon. Beth Phoenix. Let's just name a few so far. That's basically like I said, WWE... They get ready for their mega event. Their biggest day on April 2nd, WrestleMania. And with all that past, right? Because like I said, we're getting sidetracked with these Hall of Fame talk. Basically, what happens next is that we, we came into the trade deadline for the NBA. And there were a couple of moves. There were a couple of moves. That you thought may or may not have helped teams. But you can definitely see the potential. Biggest trade of them all was the fact that DeMarcus Cousins. Was traded from the Sacramento Kings to the New Orleans Pelicans for peanuts. And I don't want to be totally disrespectful and call Buddy Hill and picks or future consideration and peanuts. But does anybody here outside of me know who Buddy Hill is? I didn't think so. I think it's time to fun. Think and pause. The only reason you may have known who Buddy Hill is because you were paying very much attention to the draft last year. Maybe you were a team like the Knicks that you were probably thinking of that maybe you were going to get a point guard early or one of them top picks so you so you possibly had Buddy Hill scouted. Maybe you could have been one of those people. Maybe. But for the most part, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Peanuts. Now... The thing that, that, that gets me about that trade is that I don't understand how that, how does that, like I understand how that can help New Orleans if it all works, but how does that help Anthony Davis stay healthy? And that's what's going to be my number one concern. How does DeMarcus Cousins going to New Orleans help Anthony Davis get, help, get healthy? Because while I think that these guys are going to be dynamic players, And they're going to have to pretty much learn together. Anthony Davis' health negates all of that. Because if Anthony Davis can't stay on the court, then basically you talk about a team that's basically run by the most the most consistent, healthy guy on the court. And that is now, again, DeMarcus Cousins. And now New Orleans has what Sacramento has. As New Orleans goes on to move, as, as Sacramento goes to move on to... Not Carl Anthony Towns, but um, the guy that came after him. Ah, his name is Willie Colley Stein. There we go. These people in these three names all of a sudden. <laughs> so, um, so they get to go for Willie of Willie Colley Stein. So that's a plus for Sacramento. In a sense, Nelson Norell gets moved from Philly to Dallas. As Philly keeps Okafor and they keep him beat. But the same thing I was kind of worried about when I'm worried about Anthony Davis is kind of what just happened to Embiid. He kept him beat and Embiid is injured. Again, as in his fifth season now, he was, a, he was one of the top candidates for Rookie of the Year. Just saying. But most notably, most most notably was the fact that the Knicks did nothing at the trade deadline and it's not the fact that they didn't try to do anything it's just that they 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 ran about it all wrong Phil Jackson somehow the three years on the job 
didn't realize the sense of urgency that it takes or the time frame that it takes to make sure that you get a deal in so that you can try to get things passed within a reasonable time to make sure that other things and workings can get done. Phil Jackson as a GM has been a mess. Like, like listen, he's bringing a coach and he's trying to bring a style in here, but he is just handling everything front office-wise horrifically. And he needs to hire somebody to do that day-to-day -day stuff while he builds his philosophy that he keeps saying that he wants to build here. A coaching. The Knicks tried to get... The Knicks tried to get the point guard from Minnesota, Ricky Blonde, as, you, as we call him, or they call him in, in, in Spaniard. Spain country, Spaniard, Spain. Ricky Rubio. The same Ricky Rubio that when he was drafted, the Knicks would, would have killed to have gotten, would have tried to get when he when when they so they could have paired him up with Stoudemire so they could have run that pick and roll game instead of we, we got lucky or unlucky and landed with Jeremy Lin and had an insanity in the mouth. The so the Knicks had an offer for Derrick Rose, a score first point guard that thinks about me in exchange for Ricky Rubio, a pass-first point guard that thinks about the team. And you're trying to help develop Christoph Porzingis while also a piece to Melo. And you're telling me that the point guard that's going to that that pass up that ball to Melo but also find ways to get Porzingis open is not the guy that you want. And, and I understand that he doesn't get to the rim at like... As well as Derrick Rose does, but he doesn't mean that he does not get to the rim. I'm just saying. Knicks had a chance to get Ricky Rubio, and they whiffed on it because they botched the deal, basically. So the Knicks get nothing. And the trade deadline comes and goes. And now the NBA free agency begins. And this is where things begin to get a little bit interesting. As the top free agents in the NBA prepares themselves to go to either the Golden State Warriors or the Cleveland Cavaliers. To be honest with you, nobody's even going to San Antonio anymore. Not signing the offseason. San Antonio always just make people forget about the, that they even exist, why everybody else makes all these changes. Two biggest names so far is Andrew Bogan and Darren Williams. And I'm going to say it now before it gets misconstrued in any other way, shape, or form. LeBron James is going to repeat as champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers. More. Yes, because they got Andrew Bogan and Darren Williams, which I think is massively major for them. But more notably because Kevin Durant is suffering from bone bruising. And if Golden State, Warrior had, if Golden State Warriors had any sense, they would be scared. Because LeBron James, after, after playing you for a second year, figured out how to beat you. The piece that you got to be able to get back over the LeBron hump, you just lost. While LeBron James and them just reloaded. And you are sitting there with low ammo trying to fire away Golden State. And pretty soon all you're going to hear is click, 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 click. Because you're going to run out of ammo. And LeBron James is going to be sitting there. Two-time champion Cleveland in the land. And it's going to be hard to deny a four-time champ his greatness. I'm just saying. Still won't be better than Kobe or Michael. But you can't deny a four-time champ any form of greatness. Even though, look at his teams. Jesus, Darren Williams. A guy that we had up there with Chris Paul some time ago. Kyrie Irving. Darren, um, Derek Williams, 
now another guy that was a, like you understand like this team Andrew Bogan this that, this team just, just keeps on getting people that was drafted in the top three top five picks time after time Kyle Crover J.L. Smith coming back this team is loaded and I don't see anybody stopping them now if Golden State like I said not only should Golden State be afraid but Golden State should actually play it smart and Golden State should be looking at every other person that is a scorer that they think that can fit that chemistry and to me to be honest with you I think that's Brandon Jennings the Knicks let go of Brandon Jennings and I think that the Golden State Warriors should go after Brandon Jennings I think that they can use another dynamic backup point guard like that somebody that can score take the ball push the pace but also can average that we know for sure five to six assists off the bench Someone like that, I think, I think that thing's going to be very beneficial. But let's not forget that also Houston managed to get Lou Williams from the Lakers as Magic makes his first move as he takes over as the president of basketball operation with the LA Lakers. So yes, there has been some moves that have been made. Front office moves, a couple of moves here and there that I've been interested. It's just that outside of Golden State and Cleveland... Nobody else is making really major moves. Like we, I, I, which, 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 I got as much as like. So we like Boston and Houston happened to to re up a little bit more. We're really wondering like, what is there out there? Because even though while the MVP race may look like there's a bunch of competitors, that's not what the NBA championship looks like. Which we're not worried about. Listen, I'm ready for these guys to go up and, and face each other, but I don't want to see Golden State go up against Cleveland without Kevin Durant. Let's not get that twisted. Without Kevin Durant there, what is the point of watching? And I don't know. I, I think we may end the show here. I think I think next week we may talk about this MV this MVP race. But if you want to look at my current five MVP candidates, then head on to my social media page on Facebook, the Mighty Sports, Mighty Sports page, Mighty that's M Y T Sports. Just check that out on Facebook. And you will very soon see, shortly after this show is over, me posting on who you think. Cause you know, I'm going to give it some time. Let it sit there and marinate, and next week we'll see what the people thought. Actually, that's exactly what we'll do. We'll see what the people thought. We'll leave it up there for you for right now. We'll leave it up there for a week, and we'll let you see what the people think. And you can pick who you think is, the, who you think is your MVP. I give you guys five candidates. And there's been one slight change because Kevin Durant has been injured. Kevin Durant was in there because Kevin Durant, to me, was, was showing that he is one of the most valuable players in this league. Leading, leading that team in scoring, leading that team in rebounds, leading that team in blocks. Finally showing up on the defensive end of the, on the, on the court like we've never ever seen him done it in, again in his career. But now he has bone bruising. Bone bruising. And now I keep saying bone bruising. You wonder what the hell is bone bruising. That means that you went past whatever protection is normally between your bones and that cartilage. And you went straight bone in bone and that is now bleeding. Bone bruising. Thank you folks for listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host. Thank you. This, I'm Tyler Taylor. And once again, you can catch me every Wednesday at 8.07, sharp-ish. As we're going to talk more. Like, so when we go next week, we're going to talk about these MVP candidates of ours. And who really should come up on top. And next week, we're going to find out if Russell Westbrook. Because I know we didn't get a chance to talk about him, but just know. Just know. Russell Westbrook is, is still on pace. Every day I'm hustling, 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 also, stay blessed, and whatever you do, don't stress. Life is too short. Whatever's gonna happen tomorrow, it's gonna happen. All you can do is prepare, prepare for the next possible thing, and move forward. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. 
lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My teeth!